bonus feature. I think you can take it harder than that. Do you reckon? Yeah. I'll start lower as well. There you go. I'm so proud of you. I would have to lie down for the rest of this interview. Yeah, I'm going to intro you for you. That was oh, Owen Doherty uh, <laughs> cracking his own vocal cords for the sake of your oral pleasure. And I am uh, Errol. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Errol Pleasure. And I am Rory Cashin. And this bonus feature is The Chats with Gavin O'Connor, uh, the director of new Ben Affleck drama, Finding the Way Back, which in the States is just called The Way Back. Right. Uh, so yeah. there, there are so many movies that pretty much have this title. The the Way Back, The Long Way Back, The Way Way Back. Yep. As you said, this one is Finding the Way Back Here. Here. Gotcha. Yeah, but in the States it's But the without way the word back. here. Finding the Way Back Here. This one is called Finding the Way Back, comma, in Ireland. Okay. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I think so. Great. So... Uh, the film deals with, uh, it's actually, I, I would have assumed it was actually uh, a biopic, but it's it's entirely fictional. And it tells the story of uh, an alcoholic, recently single husband. What's the word for that? Recently divorced. Re- recently divorced. <laughs> That's the word. Um, and he is charged with becoming the coach for the basketball team that he used to be the star player on. Uh, and it's him struggling with his demons from who he was back then and his more recent demons as well and it's played by Ben Affleck who very recently has been very open and honest about how this film was a form of therapy for him anyway and uh, director co-writer Gavin O'Connor uh, mentions that a good bit in the interview and he also talks a lot about some some very interesting stuff he talks about Warrior because that's coming up on 10 years old now and he has some very nice things to say about a sequel that could potentially be on the way and how Irish fans in particular are the reason why that sequel <gasps> could be happening. Do you think he was just, you know, plumossing you and been like, oh, yeah, because I'm chatting an Irish guy? Or do you genuinely believe him? I want to, be- I want to I believe want to believe. I want to believe. I'm just that kind of guy. I'm yeah. just an optimistic guy. He also talks about the uh, potential sequel to The Accountant, which he also did with Ben Affleck. He also talks about why he is no longer directing The Suicide Squad and why he was replaced by James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of interesting uh, tidbits in there. Um, so yeah, I'll just, I can stop now. I'll just let that's uh, enough from you, Rory Cashin. Yeah, that's, I enough, wanna, that's enough teasing. I'm here to listen to Gavin O'Connor, please. Well, here he is. Just want to congratulate you on the way back. Um, I seen it just the other day, and I thought it was it was such an interesting uh, and unique kind of take on topics that maybe people will have seen uh, a lot. But it, it is it is taken from a different angle, and I and I really appreciated that. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, you know it, it, from the moment I read the script, even though we did some work on the script, but architecturally, it, it, it did a lot of really interesting things in regards to subverting expectations vis-a-vis a sports film and um, even the structure of it where you discover, you know, what's what happened in his life to tear his world down. You don't even find out in the middle of the second act. And so there were a lot of things uh, structurally that I thought were really interesting and um and mostly it was a character study, which is what really hooked me into wanting to tell the story. Well, that was one of the things I was I was curious about, is that I, I know the script came to you maybe a couple of years ago at this point, uh, but you're still, on top of being the director, you're also uh, kind of a co-writer on it. So I was wondering what changes or influences 
would viewers maybe not be aware of that you brought to the project yourself? I think that the script initially it was called the has been, and I, you know I feel like the script initially looked backwards about who he was more than forward about who he was becoming. So there were there were sort of nuanced changes in in the sort of the direction of the trajectory of the character. Um, they're also like, uh, you know, as an example, the scene where he you know puts down a case of beer and wrestles with the decision of whether to take the job. Uh, in the originally in the script, when he after he gets offered the job, he goes home and laces he would he laced up sneakers and went out and played pickup basketball for the first time in forever. And I and I just spoke to the writer. I'm like, I don't know why he's suddenly playing basketball to make a decision to coach basketball when he like to me he his the obstacle is his is the booze. That's what he's. That's his best friend. Is alcohol. Like if he's going to go coach, he's going to have to stop doing what he loves, which is this relationship with alcohol. So that's why I wanted to watch him wrestle with the decision while putting down a case of beer. I just thought it was a more interesting dramatization of the disease and the internal struggle. So, you know, there were things like that. A lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the, the, the coaching, non-game coaching, like practice coaching, there were things I would, you know, there were many days I'd just show up at, you know, at the gym and go, oh, we're going to do this today. And I'd write things down for Ben to do and say, and he, you know, he's a gamer and he was cool about it. And I was just kind of like, discovering the story as I made it and rewriting things along the way. Sometimes I called Brad in the morning saying, Hey, I'm going to, you know, can we rewrite the scene? I want to try this. And then he was really generous with me in rewriting it. So I didn't want to like, I, you know, he's such a great writer. Um, I didn't want to, you know, he would do a better job than me. And, uh, but he was always really generous about allowing me to massage the script in the direction that he would service that. Well, one of the one of the things I have to really appreciate as well is that um, the the basketball scenes themselves were were directed so well, and especially for someone who, I guess, at this side of the Atlantic, basketball isn't as big as it might be in America. So it you, you've got to double down on both, maybe getting across who everyone is in the game, and also the geography of what's happening in each in each game. Was that something that you were? I guess, aware of, like, you almost had to choreograph it to Jeff to make sure that audiences understood what was happening? Yeah, I mean, you know, I just shot it like I would shoot action, which is, I think, the most important part of action is geography, like you just said. I think if you don't know, it is even unconsciously, like, feel comfortable where you are, where everybody is, what, you know, by degrees where, where things are going. If you're not, if you're getting, turned upside down, I think you can, you can lose the audience. So the big, to be honest, or the biggest challenge was like, I had 35 days to shoot the movie. Um, you know, I did not have a lot of time to shoot the action. So we had to move really fast and, you know, I was discovering how to shoot basketball while I was doing it because I'd never shot it before, but I was always very conscious of trying to, I didn't want to dumb it down and, and, and spoon feed the audience for those who understood the game where I'm making it, um, uh, um, I'm, um, I'm pandering to the, to an audience, but I also, I also wanted to, um, allow audiences who didn't understand basketball to have an access to it. So that was kind of the, the challenge. 
Well, I think you I think you managed to hit that balance uh, just right. So congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. One of the one of the other things I noticed as well watching it was there is a, a certain kind of amount of religious aspects going on, obviously with, uh, with where the the basketball games are taking place and some of the supporting characters and uh, the school that they're in. Um, and again, that could be something that can be hit and miss with certain audiences, whereas you'll see there are some strong religious movies that do really, really well. But then if you tell an audience that there is a strong religious angle, that might turn them off completely. Was that something you were, another balance that you wanted to strike just right when you are making this one? No, I never, uh, no, I mean, you know, the script was written, it was a Catholic school. Um, uh, the, the, you know, there, I think that, I think Jack's language alone is going to be tough with a faith-based audience, unless it's a more progressive faith-based audience. So I, I, you know, I wasn't trying to tame it or curtail things or uh, do anything that would make it more faith-based. I was just trying to just depict the honesty of a guy who uses certain language that is, you know, he has his own struggles with religion and God and faith. And, you know, you know, once again, you know, the movie, you lose a child, like that's going to really test your faith. And that was another struggle of his. But I was not trying to um, point it toward anything beyond just being honest. Well, uh, you bring up his, uh, his language. It's one thing I've, I feel like I'm aware of Ben Affleck and his career, uh, you know, pretty much since it started. And one thing I didn't notice was that he swears fantastically well. <laughs> when, <laughs> when he, that's uh, funny. No one's ever said, you're the first to say that. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> when he went, like every time he, he dropped an F-bomb, I was like, I felt that F-bomb in the audience. <laughs> um, yeah. Was like, it, it seems like it, it was a, uh, how do I put this? Like he himself has said that it was kind of almost a therapeutic. I guess all acting is a little bit therapeutic, but especially he he's been very open and very uh, honest about how uh, therapeutic this particular role and movie has been for him. Were those conversations that you were having uh, as the movie was being made? Yeah, I don't know that we talked about. You know, the therapeutic became the result of making the movie and exploring the scenes. So. We never talked about, is it going to be therapeutic or hopefully it's therapeutic. That was something that's personal to Ben. But what we did talk about deeply was his, you know, having the courage to confront his own disease. You know, Ben was using the stimuli from his own life to explore this character. And um, because there were obviously parallels going on. And it was important to both of us that Ben was willing to go there and um, and dramatize his own disease and how do you experience that and how you confront that and and how do we visualize that and, and tell that story in an honest way. So, you know, there were those conversations and I was very grateful to Ben that he was willing to go there and you know, knowing that an audience is going to watch it and think this is, you know, there are scenes that are very much things that have happened really happen to Ben. So there is this weird blurring of art imitating life and life imitating art. Those lines were getting blurred off and off the court. 
And I'm very proud of Ben's performance and his willingness and bravery to go to some of these, you know, open up the box of demons, man. And let, you know, he opened up the box of demons and let him out. And we saw it. Um, I'm grateful to him for that. He was willing to be brave enough to do it. Well, I, I think it's a uh, it, it it is a it is incredibly brave of of him for for to like tackle it in 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 this way and and again to follow it up with a certain level of honesty and and openness as well, and you do hear a lot of uh, actors talking about how certain roles can can help them process their own their own kind of demons as you said yourself, um, not specifically for this movie, but would you say that? Directors uh, and writers and directors um, would be able to de- are able to use cinema in in a similar way in terms of therapy. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I just had a baby before I, you know, when I when I read the script and something, you know, my own anxiety. I would have anxiety a lot at night because uh, I felt so vulnerable that if anything ever happened to this little girl, I, I I would literally lie in bed at night having anxiety. Like, what would I ever do if something happened to this kid? I, I felt so protective of her, and she was so vulnerable, and therefore I felt so vulnerable, because if anything ever happened, that I, you know, if I couldn't protect this child or something, you know, disease, like, I, I was unimaginable to, unimaginable to me of, like, you know, how, how do you, how do you, if you ever lost a child, like, what do you do? Like, I don't know that I would be able to survive that. And I, and I really had anxiety over it, lying in bed thinking about that. It was so crazy. But it's because I love this kid so much. And so so that to me was personal, like how to, you know, that part of the movie dealing with that tragedy, which was another thing where, like, you know, I had many conversations with Ben, and that's something I think that we went deeper with and that was actually in the script, which was, you know, coaching these kids allows Jack to become a parent again. And now, because that's what coaching is, especially in high school, you're parenting kids. And, you know, once I kind of honed in on that about now you're a parent again, you have the opportunity to parent again. Not that these kids know what happened to your child, but finding those moments, those parenting moments, those teachable moments. Something else that wasn't in the script, you know, the, the kid, the, the Kenny character was always spreading the love with the girls, but there were no, there were no consequences for, for his actions. So that was another thing. I remember coming to work one day saying, hey, look, Ben, like, we're going to be shooting we're in the gym today. Let's have the, you know, let's let, let's deal with the, the teachable moment where this kid is, in a way, um, in a way, degrading women by treating him that way. He has all these different girls telling him he loves them, yet he's telling another girl he loves her, and that's, like, belittling. That's disrespectful. And he needs to learn a lesson as a parent. you got to teach your child. That's not how to treat girls. So that was another thing where, you know, Jack got to be a parent again. And, and you know, we were always finding moments like that. Well, I, I noticed some some similar themes with this and with Warrior in, obviously, the, the sporting background is one thing. And uh, finding, I guess, to, to use your title, finding your way back to, to, your, to reality with the sport that you loved in the first place. Are, are these, I guess, conscious themes and interests that you have or are these the things you kind of are unaware that like you're drawn to them until you you're halfway through making them yeah i never you know people have brought up parallels with warrior in this movie and i never 
you know, I honestly never thought about it until people kind of shining a light on certain things thematically that are um, analogous, you know, between the two movies. So, um, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe there are things I, I'm trying to work out in my own <laughs> psyche in my own life that, um, you know, like, like because movies can be therapeutic, making movies can be therapeutic when you're accessing and tapping into certain parts of yourself that fears, struggles, um, triggers, uh, you know, so I, I, it's probably, it's probably things I need to work out. <laughs> well, it's good that you're aware of it at least. That's, 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 that's a plus. Um, we're coming up now, I have to say, we're coming up now to 10 years on Warrior. Um, and there, Warrior has a huge, huge uh, fan base following here in Ireland. People absolutely love that movie. Um, I was just wondering, like, coming up to the decade now, do you have any kind of retrospective thoughts on why you think that movie may have may have hit as hard as it did, like the impact that it might have had? It's funny, man. When we were doing the premiere in London for The Accountant, I'd never done that before. And when I was going to the theater, there were all these people there as a red carpet, all the bullshit, you know, that you know the bullshit. But there were so many fans out there with DVDs of Warrior. I couldn't believe it. And they were all telling me, you know, it was Irish and British. They were like, just how much I love the movie. It was so moving. It's my favorite movie. It's my most personal film. And if I had to pick one movie that, like, is me, it's that movie. It's funny you bring it up because, you know, what I what I keep thinking about is how do I do it? Like, where are those guys now? Where are those characters now? Like, I would love to... It's funny you bring it up. I was just thinking about this recently. I'm like, what are, like what's, what's... Like, if I wanted to revisit those characters, where are they now? Is there a movie there? Like, is there, is there, is there value to revisiting the story 10 years later? And it's something I keep thinking about. I haven't really come up with an answer yet, but it's interesting you bring it up. Well, I can I can guarantee that if you do ever uh, do a sequel to Warrior, please bring it to to Dublin, and you will you will have the greatest uh, premiere, biggest biggest uh, biggest amount of fans you can imagine. Because genuinely, like the film is absolutely adored here. Well, I appreciate that. That's very good to know. That may inform where the story goes now that you've told me that fantastic um and just looking forward i just have two quick questions and then i'll, I'll let you go so i i sure obviously the internet is not the be all and end all when it comes to information um so if you could just maybe clear up or, or not or whatever but um the thing i'd read was that you had been signed on for the suicide the suicide squad but then the plot was too similar to Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, so it went in a different direction. Is there any truth in that? Um, I, you know, no, that's not true. Um, I was going to do Suicide Squad 2. I wrote a script for Suicide Squad 2. And um, what happened was there was a big changing of the guard at Warner Brothers, with um, the people who run DC and the version of Suicide Squad that I wanted to do with the new regime, you know, it, 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 it seemed as if they wanted a lighter, more comedic version of the movie that I wrote, which was not a comedy. Um, I mean, it had some fun, lighter moments, but it was much, some of the themes are heavier and more intense. 
the, the, I haven't seen Birds of Prey. I do remember them saying to me that I had a, I had a, a storyline with Deadshot and his daughter and Deathstroke's the, the loss of Deathstroke's daughter. And um, I guess in in Birds of Prey there was some storyline with a young girl. So that would be the only thing that was a, a parallel. But uh, it really came down to just I think that we just wanted different movies. And, you know, I don't really write comedies. And um, that's, they wanted a lighter fare. Well, that's, that's... So what, actually what happened what happened was when that all fell apart, the timing of that's when Ben called me about this movie. I had already read the script, independent of Ben. And then Ben called me and, and I suddenly became available because we didn't agree on Suicide Squad. And then I called up Toby. Uh, you know, who runs the studio, and I say, hey, man, like, you know, I'm going to do this movie with Ben. Can we do it here? And um, we read the script, and he did that weekend, and then, you know, Ben and I went up and met with Toby, and you know, the, the, the studios don't make these kind of movies, so just the mere fact that he was willing to make it, we were deeply grateful, and it was just a matter of agreeing on a number, how much money they were willing to give us, and can we make the movie for that number, and that's why, you know, 35 days, and everyone took cuts, and but uh, they made it, so I'm grateful to them. And just one, one more final question. Um, whenever there is a uh, kind of a, a big blockbustery movie announced, there's always like a, a short list of directors announced. And again, it's it's the internet, and we have to take everything with a pinch of salt. But uh, your name is often thrown into some of the bigger projects. And just looking at IMDb now, like it is. There's so many pre-production announced, announced. So your name seems to be uh, attached to so many things, and obviously that's a compliment on you saying that so many people want Gavin O'Connor to direct these movies. But what actually is next for you, and is there an accountant sequel actually on the way? Yeah, so we've we've had conversations about an accountant sequel, and then we've had conversations with the studio about doing it as a television series, and. Um, and to be completely honest, Ben's been busy. I've been busy. So we just haven't, the, the writer, uh, Bill Dubuque, who wrote the original script, has been busy. So we just haven't had the time to like get in the room and hash out which direction we're going to go with it. Um, so I don't, I don't have an answer for you there. I, I do think we'll do something eventually. It's just we have to pick a lane. Um, and then in regard to what I'm doing next, I'm actually writing a movie uh, for Warner Brothers uh, that they had brought. That they had sent me a script that called Fast. Oh, the that um, Taylor Sheridan one. Yes. Well, you know your you know your Hollywood. Oh, I do. Um, yeah. So I so so I'm rewriting I'm rewriting that script, and um, and I hope to do that next. Uh, I, I think I'll have it turned in in a couple of weeks. I got a little derailed with the press of the movie, but once I get back into the bunker and finish writing it, I'll turn that in and I hope to do that next. Well, fan- fantastic. I I really, really looking forward to that one too and whatever else you decide to do and if you ever decide to visit Ireland again, let us know. <laughs> we'll, we'll get a big cue. I'm going to find you, Rory. You got it, man. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, uh, kiss, the, kiss the Irish ground for me. I would appreciate it. <laughs> will do buddy have a great day you as well man thank you so much thank you Roy as ever fantastic you yes but also Gavin O'Connor more so Gavin O'Connor M- definitely I, there's only more so, so much I have to say 
but I think I mean I'm used to you yeah Miss Grant yeah whatever my story's never never changed but all these interesting rich Hollywood Talented. people who, yeah, thank you uh, people who come in uh, their stories are better than mine and I'm okay with that I've made my peace with it just famous people are better full stop yeah 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 <laughs> Oh God, Roy, don't cry. <laughs> oh, don't so thank you so much for listening to the latest b- b- bonus feature on The Big Review Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can come back uh, mm-hmm. whenever you like and be reminded of other bonus features that we've got. Yeah, and don't forget to rate the podcast as well. Uh, and if you are subscribing, you can leave like a little comment and say hello as well. That'll be lovely. And then you can write to us, we can write to you, we can become pen pals, and then we'll come and visit you during the summer, and we can go and see movies together, and we'll grow up together, and we'll have lots of happy memories, and then one day we'll fall in love, and we'll spend the rest of our lives together, and it'll be the most beautiful, magical thing you've ever done. So just hit subscribe. You're putting a lot of weight on that subscription button. I just, I don't want to put pressure on people, but please subscribe. I mean, okay.